Hey, Lighthouse Niagara family, this is Pastor Joel Sloss. I hope that the message you received today blesses you so, so much. There was a very significant thing that happened uh, this today and uh, happened this morning would have been, I don't know, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out. I, th I think Japan is ahead of us, 40, 13 hours ahead of us. So uh, they would have been, that run that we saw this morning would have been uh, 13 hours later for them. So it was in the, their evening. Uh, we, we caught it in the morning. But um, does anybody know uh, what, who, who won? Andre de Grasse, uh, 200 meter finals. And uh, he is now the fastest Canadian for the 200 meter uh, event. For those of you who don't know how far 200 meters is, uh, if you go out to one of those oval tracks in the city, uh, on the corner of Stanley and uh, Morrison, Oaks Park, they have a 400 meter track and 200 meters is halfway around. So um, it's not a long distance, but uh, uh, 19.62 seconds uh, is faster than any of us can run. Just, just so you know, we couldn't run that fast. Um, five years of training uh, from the last Olympics, all the years, and, and apparently he had some injuries along the way, and um, uh, so had to go through all the, the different things of recouping and uh, the setbacks and then the, the additional year uh, because of COVID, all these different things. And there was a persisting in uh, doing the race. I'm gonna I'm gonna train for one race that takes less than 20 seconds to run. One race, less than 20 seconds. I'm dedicating um, the last five years for 20 seconds. That that's that's a dedication. Uh, that is truly dedication question is how how dedicated are we when it comes to the race that we're running and um, today I'm entitling this uh, more of a, a message uh, uh, even as Andre won Olympic gold uh, I'm, I'm entitling it more than Olympic gold so first Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 24 and uh, even as I, I get into this tonight, I, I, wanted, I want that we as a church take time to pray. And so we'll, we'll close off with some time of prayer. Um, but just leading up to that, uh, from verse 24, 1 Corinthians 9 from verse 24 says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. So temperate has to do with uh, having discipline and self-control. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. In this case, uh, just a, a medal. Not a crown, but a medal. But we for an imperishable crown. So a perishable crown is something that may fade or lose its luster or whatever 
uh, or after a while we'll just say, ah, it's not that important. But for us, it's an imperishable crown. It never will fade. It'll never lose its, its luster, if you would. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. So I run with certainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So we're, gonna, we're just going to touch. I want to touch in on a few points on this passage. But before I do, uh, I want to make comment on another individual that, uh, that ran yesterday. And this was in the 400 meter hurdles. So that would be once around the oval. And there are obstacles along the way that you have to jump over, hur hurdles. And so you hurdle over these, uh, these barriers that are set up around the track. I think there's 10 of them. The, uh, the last time, or the record uh, that was in effect um, had been around for uh, almost 30 years. Uh, I think it was in the 92 Olympics, I think when, or 93 world, uh, one of the world uh, events that the record for the 400 meter was set and had not been broken for the last uh, 29 or so years. This year, just a few months ago, this young lady, 21 years of age, broke the record and actually got under 51 or 52 seconds. So up until then, uh, I think it was around 52.6 seconds was the record. And here now, uh, about a month and a half or two ago, uh, the record was broken and it was just under 52 seconds, 50, 51.9. But yesterday, this young lady beat her own record and she came in at 51.46 seconds. That's with um, these obstacles. Now, I've not ever run the, the hurdles, never ran a 400 meter hurdle, um, but I have run the 400 meter. In fact, that was a race that I, I ran uh, in grade 10, 11, 12, and 13. And uh, I think the fastest that I ran it was around 51 seconds. That's without hurdles. She ran it in under 52 seconds, in around 51.46 seconds, with 10 obstacles. That's a, that is a fast time. But this is what she had to say. Records come and go. And this is Sydney uh, McLaughlin. Records come and go. The glory of God is eternal. I no longer run for self-recognition, but to reflect his perfect will that is already set in stone. I don't deserve anything, but by grace through faith, Jesus has given me everything. This is the statement that this young lady made regarding these records, the records that had been set. Uh, 
a child of God and rec the recognition that there's a much greater uh, race that uh, needs to be run is much greater than anything uh, of the Olympics and all the, the sacrifice and the effort involved in the Olympics. She's recognizing that it's, it's nothing. Records will come and go. And who knows how long this record will stand. It may, it may stand for another 30 years or it may be gone in a few weeks the, at the next uh, competition that they have. Uh, this record may go. But the things of the Lord and his will for us is perfect. And they are they have been given to us his will to be accomplished in our life, which is much more than the achieving of, of a, uh, a time around the track that has some barriers on it. His will for you is set that it would be accomplished, that it would be fulfilled in our lives. By his grace, through faith, Jesus has given me everything. 21 years of age. I'm, I'm amazed at, uh, at the, the profession of faith um, of this young lady. So, uh, going back to verse 24, just, just quickly, and, and I, I, wanna, I, I won't take as much time tonight, but um, I do want to take time to pray. We'll be praying for uh, different things tonight. So, there's only one that, that receives a gold medal. Now, I know there was an in, uh, one particular event that just took place the other day. It was the men's high jump. And uh, they gave out two gold medals because they had tied everything, their, their misses, their faults, uh, in leading up to the, that final height. They both got to the same height. They had an identical uh, number of misses. I think it was only one miss, and it was identical. And um, and so the the, uh, the offici officiant or officiator of the event uh, said, "You can keep jumping off, or if if you want, we can give you both the gold record." And so they both agree let's let's take and we'll take the the gold record and so both of them got the gold record there was no silver uh med medal given uh just two gold medals and then the uh, bronze there's usually only one person that run when they run the race they get uh, a medal they get a, the acknowledgement um the rest you get silver then bronze, and then, man, does it suck to be in fourth. You don't get anything. Uh, you got in fourth, but you don't get anything. Um, the, race, the race that we run as believers, if we finish the race, we all get the reward by finishing the race. We need to finish the race. That's the race that we run in. The race that we run in, everyone who finishes gets 
the price. So this, as this verse ends off, it says, run in such a way that you may obtain it. That we would run the race in such a way that we will obtain the, the gold, if you would, the medal, the, the, the reward at the end. So a few things about the race. I must finish the race personally. So we must finish the race personally. Others who have started the race, they need to finish the race. Those that have stopped running must get back into the race. Those that have not even started running the race must start the race. So the race that we run, it is a race that has uh, eternal consequences. The race that we're running in, and we need to finish it. We need to finish it. In verse 25, it says, And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate or self-controlled or disciplined in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, I run in this way, not with uncertainty. I run with certainty. I need to finish the race. Thus, I fight not as one who beats the air. I just don't go through the motions. I'm running a race. We are running a race. We need to complete the race. It doesn't matter. The cool thing is this. When I started that race was a long time ago. Someone else can start the race. I, my race started 50 years ago. For some of you, it was even longer. For some of you, it's only been a short while that you've been running the race. You haven't been running the race long. But the cool thing is, it's not like you have to start from the beginning where I started from. You start from where you started, start from, and we finish we finish, there's a possibility that we will finish together at the same time. I'll just mention something on that shortly. It says, everyone who competes for the prize is temperate or self-controlled in all things, disciplined. We need to recognize the importance of, of this race of faith that we're running. It is a, a, a race of faith. In Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2, and I've, this passage I've read a number of times over the last year, read this passage and referred to it numerous times. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So in this passage, we recognize the fact that it is a, a long-distance race. Now, the amazing thing about uh, the this 200-meter, and they, they had, I don't know if they're, they, they're somehow they're able to 
know exactly the speed of each and every individual along uh, the race. And what they found with uh, Andre in the 200 meter, that he was at his top speed within 20 meters. So within 20 meters, he was at top speed and he was able to maintain top speed for the rest of the, the race, 180 meters. He didn't slow down. Whereas some of the other guys took a little bit longer to get to top speed, but they weren't able to maintain top speed for the same length of time. So we, we have this, this uh, realization, like you can't run at top speed indefinitely. For the 400 meter, they say is one of the hardest races once around the track because it is almost uh, a sprint. They're pretty well sprinting 400 meters, full out, almost full out uh, for 400 meters. A very tough race. The race that we're running as believers needs, it needs to be finished. It's an endurance race. It needs to be finished. We cannot stop. We can't go off the track. We need to stay on the track. We need to continue on. And there's things uh, that are mentioned here in this, this passage in Hebrews 12. It, it talks about laying aside every weight, the things that would slow us down. Listen, uh, and they even mentioned um, in that race, the 200-meter race, there was two two uh, teenagers that were running. The one kid that was in the 200-meter finals was 17 years of age. 17. And the other, other one, I think, was uh, 18 or 19. You know, I think he was in his first or second year of, of college, university, state of uh, Florida or whatever, was running for another country from where, where he came from, I, I believe, was born in that country, and then moved to uh, to United States. But one of the things that, that we recognized about the, the different runners, the one that came in, uh, or these, the one that came in first, Andre, is, had less weight to carry. In fact, he was the shortest of the whole group, uh, so I checked in to see how tall he, how tall he is. He's only five foot ten, so that's a, that's an inch taller than me. So he's not that tall, and and he weighs about fifty pounds less than me. He weighs about one hundred and fifty-five pounds, so he's very light. Some of the other guys, this this other one of the other kids, uh, this uh, I think his name is last name is uh, Fambule. Uh, is a this this kid is massive, like he's I think six two, but he is solid. He's heavy, and it takes him, it takes him longer. You can see some of these heavier guys. It takes them a longer period of time to get up to speed in the race, and then to continue on, is they've got that much weight more weight. He probably had at least fifty pounds or more on Andre that he's having to carry down the track. He came in third. Um, 
what, the point I'm trying to make is this, is that there are weights in our life that beset us, that weigh us down to slow us down in the race of life. And that there would be a letting go of those weights that are slowing us down, whatever they may be. Distractions. I, I, I truly believe that a lot of the weights that we carry, the burdens that we carry, the Lord is saying, you know what? Cast your cares upon me because I care for you. And because we hang on to the burden and we just say, well, you know what? God isn't able to do or take care of this situation. I'm going to hang on to it and it slows us down. And sometimes as we hang on to things that the Lord would, would say, for goodness sake, give them over to me. But we hang on to them. And, the, and uh, what happens is we get to a point where we get really tired and say, I can't go on. And we're talking about not finishing a race. We're talking about, I'm not going on. I can't do this anymore. And it's because we're hanging on to uh, worries and concerns and things that, that we just say, well, God, you're not able to take care of these things. And I've got to, I'm taking care of it because nothing's happening. So we may give something over the Lord, but, we, but then we take it back and we just, we, we hang on to it and we struggle then with our faith. Listen, you may know somebody I'm, uh, that, that is struggling in their faith because they're hanging on to something, a weight of life, a care of life. And they're saying, I don't know if I can finish the race. And I'm telling you, and the Lord is saying, that we need to let go of the weights that are on us. It says, lay aside every weight because the weight slows us down. And it's an endurance race. With some of the training that, uh, that you saw that they, they would do, one of the things that they, they, the, the runners would do, especially the sprinters, is they would have a harness with a rope and attached to it is, is a, a sled with weight on it. And so what they're doing is as they're, they're going forward, They've, they've got this weight that they're pulling behind to strengthen their legs so when it comes to the real race that they can run. They can run faster. They can, their muscles have been built up. There's no resistance. They've let go of the weight. The thing is, the Lord would say, hey, listen, you're already in the race. We're not talking about training anymore. You're in the race. We're in the race. So we need to let go of the weights that so easily beset us or the, the weights that are on us, we need to let them go. And so I would say to you at this time, if you have weights and you have concerns that are weighing you down, and sometimes it may even be the concern of somebody else that is not in the race or is, is not doing well in the race, and we, we're carrying a weight of, of that individual in our life, and the Lord is saying, you need give them over to me. You can pray for them. You interact with them. But in the end, we cannot save anyone. We can share the gospel. We can love them. We can care for them. But we cannot save anybody. As Paul says, I've sown a seed. Apollos has watered. But God gives the increase. And, it, and even as a person responds to the gospel, there is, is life that can come. But it is God that gives the increase. And so some, 
some of us, we need to get to a place of, of recognizing the weight and the burden of, of maybe where somebody is at, else is at spiritually and, and uh, is, is dragging us or weighing on us to slow us down. Lord, I'm committing this individual into your hands. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love them, but I'm giving them over to you. I'm, I'm, I'm giving them to you, as it says in 2 Timothy I think it's 1 verse 12. It says that I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day. So the Lord is saying, give me the weights that may be on you so you can finish this endurance run. It says here also, uh, and the sin which so easily ensnares, ensnares us, we need to lay aside. We need to let go of the sin which so easily ensnares us and trips us up. The Lord is saying that this can be done. We need to let go of those things. We need to let go of those sins that trip us up, that would slow us up or would cause us not to finish the race. And we do this by looking onto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I find that beautiful, is that as we look to Jesus, who he is, what he's done for us, he is the one, as we heard the gospel and we believed, he was the one that, that, that gave himself for us. And even as we would believe in him, there is a there's beginning of life in us. And it says he's the author and the finisher of our faith. That we would continue to look to Jesus. We would continue to look to him along the way, from the start right to the end. Everything in between, we're looking onto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. And when it comes to looking to Jesus, I'm not talking about, and I noticed this, I was surprised how many uh, athletes were wearing necklaces and, and, and a cross. Andre was wearing a cross uh, as well. Uh, I don't know if I think it was a crucifix. But different individuals were wearing a cross. That's not... Hey, there's nothing wrong with wearing a cross. But when, we, when it says looking onto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith, we're not looking to a, a cross and just say, well, I've got to look to the cross, this cross here, or I have this little necklace I'm going to look at, or, you know, I go to church and there's Jesus on the cross, the crucifix, uh, and I, that's what I'm looking at, this, this thing of an idol. I, that's not what we're looking at. We are looking at Jesus and what he did for us 2,000 years ago on the cross. The, the fact that he died for us. And it's not that we're making an, an image in our mind. Let me just say this. We're not making an image that we, like an idol. And sometimes people make idols in their minds. A, little, a literal image in their mind. That is not what looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of faith is. It is the reality. My faith is in the reality of who Jesus is and what he did for me on the cross 2,000 years ago. That's what it is. This last Sunday, we took communion together. He says, take communion. The, this, em, these two emblems, the bread and the, the, the cup, the juice. The emblem of his body that, that was broken for us, his blood that was shed for us. Remember what I did for you. That's what it is looking to Jesus who he is, the fact that his body was broken and his blood was shed for us, 
2,000 years ago for our salvation, for us to finish the race. It says here, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God in a place of authority, in a place of victory. And the Lord is saying, listen, you look to me as you, as you believed in me, as you believed in me when you first heard the gospel and you responded to the gospel and you were saved. That is, that is the faith, that is the looking that we need to do. It is a thing of faith, by faith. Today, I spent uh, an hour and a half or so, almost an hour and a half on the phone. And the, and the individual was just saying, you got to tell me, what am I supposed to do? In a nutshell, what am I supposed to do? It is truly as simple as where your faith is at. Where is your faith at daily? This individual, very disciplined, organized individual, and so, hey, I've got a regimen. This is what I, I, I got to do every day, and there's boxes, and I just check them off. So I've got, the, here's the thing, and I just check off the boxes. I did this, did this, did this, did this, this. And listen, I, I, some of us, some of you out there are very organized. I, I'm, I'm organized. I'm not as organized as some of you. Where you have, well, I got to complete this, 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 and this. There's nothing wrong with having checklists and, 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 and whatever of things that you need to do. But when it comes to, hey, I even said to this individual, I says, you know what? You need to, you need to put aside your, your checklists and your boxes here. Because it's as simple as this, is yes, repent, there, you need to turn, you're, you're, you've, the sins that so easily would beset you, man, you've grabbed a hold of it, you need to let go of those things, they're, they're, they're taking you out of the race, you recognize that, you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm getting rid of those things in my life, I got, to, I cannot continue, so he's, he was verbalizing, and not just verbalizing, he was taking, disciplining himself to say, I can't continue on, but I said to him, I said, I said, repentance is not enough. Jesus said, if you want the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe. This is Mark 1, verse 15. Repent and believe. You can't do just one of those things. If you believe in Jesus, but you continue, there's no repentance and you continue on in sin, you're not going to finish the race. You can't finish the race. There needs to be both. We need to repent and believe in the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ his body and his blood, his body broken, his blood shed for us on a cross 2,000 years ago. We believe by faith. That is how we finish the race. He was saying, just tell me, what do I need to do? I said, you've already begun. I said, well, you know, I'm going to start on Friday. I said, no, 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 you've already begun. The conversations that we've had over the phone and, and on text and, and now on, on the phone, I said, You've already begun. Don't, you don't wait till Friday. Well, on Friday, I'm going to start. No, 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 I'm, I'm starting now. You've already started. I said, you're in a good place because you recognize the things, the weights that so easily beset you and the, the sin that so easily besets you. You're getting rid of it. 
and you, you've made that turn. That's where the repentance is. I've, I recognize the sin, and I'm repenting. I'm turning. The direction I was heading in with my sin and whatever is leading me straight to destruction, and it was. And he was very acknowledging of this. Man, and man, did I, I I'm, I'm in a dark place. A person that had given their life to the Lord and was off track and was heading in the wrong direction. And here, there was this thing, I, I need to repent and I need to believe in the gospel. I need, I need to daily. And Jesus says this in, in Luke 9, verse 23. Luke 9, 23. And he's saying to those that were there, his disciples and others that were there, he says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Deny yourself. Take up your cross daily. The cross daily. And follow me. And the cross being. Once again a, re a recognition. A remembrance of Jesus Christ. And what he did for, for you and me. 2,000 years ago. It's as simple as that. It's not a thing of, of saying, well, you know what? I've got, to, I've got to do this, 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 check, 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 did this, did this, this. Yeah, I read my Bible today. Yep, I prayed today. You know, I, I was pleasant to other people. Uh, yeah, church is tonight. I'm, I'm going to church and check, check, check. And this is where my salvation is based on. No, those things are a result of where, where, your, where your faith is at. My faith is in Jesus Christ for my salvation and so I desire to hear what he has to, to give, uh, to speak to me in his word. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I look forward to reading his word. I look forward to the times where I'd spend with him, not just in church, but the times that I would spend with him alone. I'll take that time to, to fellowship. And sometimes it's just as simple, just, you know, in the course of the day, just saying, oh, thank you, Lord, you're so good. So we make, sometimes we make things so religious we're so structured and there's there's not the thing of of relationship there's not the thing of it's too much of a thing of structure of, of going through the motions and if we don't do it my goodness we're i'm not saved anymore i'm saved because of who he is and what he did for me i deny myself my effort, my righteousness, my goodness, faith in whatever, I deny all of that. I take up the cross daily. I put my faith there, and I follow Jesus. Lord, your will be done in my life. Jesus, you are Lord in my life. Looking to, unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, the Lord Jesus went to the cross so that we could have life. We can have forgiveness of sins and we can finish the race. If Jesus would not have gone to the cross, there would be no way for us to get to the Lord. To a holy God. To a God that is holy. There would be no way because we've all sinned. To have free will. we get to a place of eventually in our own strength we fall and we falter. For Job, it was pride in his own righteousness. I am proud of the fact that I've done everything right. 
and his faith was in himself. He didn't understand why did what it, what happened. Why did this all happen? Why did I lose my children, my possessions? Why? God, I'm righteous. I've done everything right. I need to have a I need to have a session with you because I need to talk to you. I need to find out why. The whole part of Job is Job's friends coming to him, his three friends after seven days of not speaking a single word. And they were fasting in, in sackcloth and ashes with Job as he'd lost his children and all, and all his, his material wealth. And he's literally sitting in ashes and in sackcloth like burlap sack. His friend's there for seven days with him. And I start to say, Job, you must have done something wrong. And he says, no, I haven't. I've not done anything wrong. You've got it. You, have mu you must have done something wrong. The thing that Job had was a thing of pride in himself. His faith was in himself, himself in his righteousness. In the very last chapter, he says, I've seen, I've heard of you, God. I've heard of you. But now I see you face to face. And as I'm in your presence, I recognize, I look at myself and I abhor myself. I abhor myself. Here's this man that was saying, I just can't wait till I can talk to God. But why did all these things happen? I'm righteous. And when he came into the holiness of God, it was like, I abhor myself. My faith was in myself, my own righteousness. To deny ourselves, to take up the cross daily. Jesus went to the cross so that we could have life, so we could make it. So we can finish the race. The author and finisher of our faith, who endured the cross, despising the shame. He's been... He has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He is above all, and we can finish the race. 1 Corinthians 9, 27 says, But I discipline, I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. You know what? He says, I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. It is our stinking flesh, the old man, the old nature, that would cause us to have demise. And I mentioned this on Sunday in the last week or so. I've been mentioning the fact that our flesh is contrary to the Spirit of God. The things that our body craves, that's, listen, you might say, man, there's a battle that goes on. It's daily. I got to deal with this thing or whatever. It comes up again and again. I'm just, I have to deal with this thing. And basically, there, it is the flesh, the old man, the old nature that is totally opposed to God. It is not just you. Say, Pastor, you struggle with this as well? I've come to recognize that the easiest way to deal with the flesh is to have your faith in Jesus Christ and Him crucified on a daily basis. My faith is no longer in myself and keeping the checklist. It's not in keeping the checklist. It is about my faith being in the Lord Jesus Christ. And now there, there is this thing of, as my faith is there, 
in Jesus Christ. My, I am recognizing his death on the cross for me, and I am there by faith with him. My, my flesh is crucified. I say, thank you. You say, well, have you arrived yet? Are you perfect in your behavior yet? No. But my, my faith is, is in the right place, so I'm in right standing with God. Because my faith is not in myself. And the things, my checklist of things to do and get them done. So I run the race by faith. It is a race of faith. A race of faith. Looking to the one that began and gave us life, Jesus Christ. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. No one else, nothing else, Jesus Christ and him crucified. So I discipline my body and bring it under subjection. My flesh is crucified. My flesh doesn't dictate. My flesh would attempt to dictate, would desire. Listen, when your flesh is crucified, when your flesh, when you are dead, your body is dead. And I'm not talking physically, but I'm talking by faith because my faith is in Christ it's not in my, my, my strength. I deny myself. I deny my strength. I de deny my effort. I deny my discipline. I deny all those things. My faith is in Jesus Christ. And now the old man is put down. It's so much easier to walk each and every day. To walk each and every day to make it to the end. So not just as we started the race. My race started the moment I was saved. Your race started the moment you were, were saved, whether it was 50 years ago or, or more, or whether it was last week or today. It starts the moment that we are saved as we believe, we, placed, we put our faith in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross for us, his death. So we began the race, and we've been running the race. We continue to run the race, and we would run the race well as we keep our faith in the right place on a daily basis. I'll tell you, it's, it's more, we know, we just have to finish the race. We're not talking about, well, I've got to come in first, and it's, I'm competing with my brothers and sisters, and I, you know what? I, I saw in the, the 1,500 meter, for those that watch the 1,500 meter, uh, there's a young lady, and I think I mentioned her last time, uh, from the Netherlands. She, she's from some Middle East or South or African nation, and and, and is, she emigrated to the Netherlands. They took her in. So she's running for the Netherlands. Well, this is the first time. She has a very good chance of winning the 5,000 meter and the 10,000 meter. Very hard thing to do. Very long races. But she decided to run the 1,500 as well. And so she, she was in this, this jostling along the way as there's these 15 young ladies. They're all running. They need to have the be in the top six, I believe. The top three make it, and then the next three fastest times, depending on the heats, and so or the top six. And then, anyways, long story short, she trips up. Not she. There was a jostling, whatever. The person, the young or the runner in front of her fell, and then she fell as well because the one in front tripped her up. And so she's down, and she's, in the end, she, she's like 25 meters behind everybody else. 
And they're in the last 300 meters of the race, of this 1,500 meters. And then she races to the end, and she comes in first. It was just an amazing run. She, Anyways, long story short, uh, I don't know. I think they're running the 1,500 meter today, or they might have run it yesterday. I think they're running it today. And um, there's a good chance she'll win, she'll win the race. She'll win the 1,500, the 5,000, and the 10,000. I don't think it's ever been done. But this thing of the jostling that takes place, when it comes to us running the race well, is just, Lord, I'm going to keep my faith in you. I'll deny myself. I'll keep my faith. Take up the cross daily. I, on Sunday, we had the reminder of communion, of, of his body was broken, his blood shed. And, and so I'm going to take up the cross daily, and I'm going to follow Jesus not my will, Lord, your will be done. So what, what would you have me do? Yes, we all have different things. We have jobs and whatever. You do your job. Do your job well. Do it as unto the Lord. So we do the things that we have to do and whatever. But we do it as, as unto the Lord, whether it's our work or, or the times that we would be in within family, with family. We do things as the Lord would have us do them. We're not one way on a Sunday or on a Wednesday night and then something else on a, on a Thursday morning or when we go to work. I'm following Jesus. That is, I run the race well as I keep my faith in Jesus, who he is and what he's done for me. And then it's a matter of finishing the race. If, if my faith is there and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow Jesus, and what he would have me do. I will finish the race. You will finish the race. You don't have to worry, will I finish the race or not? I hope I finish the race. If your faith is in Jesus Christ daily, yeah, there's going to be your flesh that needs to be crucified daily. Is there an opposition of your flesh to, to the things of the Lord? Absolutely. Pastor, do you have the same struggle? Yes. So daily my flesh is put down. And even as my flesh is put down, my spirit in subjection to the Holy Spirit and to the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a thing of my spirit desiring the things of God, impacting my soul and my feelings, my emotions and all of that, even to the, the point of, of imp impacting me physically when it is well with our soul, when our spirit, when we're in right standing, it's like, man, I feel so much better. Life is so much better because I'm in the right place with the Lord. And I will finish the race. And the race finishes. You might say, well, when does the race finish? The race will finish one of two ways. When the Lord calls you home and your time here on, your time here on earth is finished and you're called home, you die your race finishes. That's when your faith, race finishes. And as your faith was in Jesus, right to the end, you will be with the Lord. The moment you die and you leave your, your last breath here, your next moment of awakening, if you would, or of, of real existence and realization is, my goodness, I'm in the presence of God Almighty. I've made it.
The other way, and I believe for most of us here, the other, the other way is probably the way it's going to go. That you will not die physically, but there will be a trumpet sound, and we will, f in, a, in, a, in a twinkling of an eye, as fast as you blink your eyes, one moment we're here, the next moment we're being raised up to be with the Lord. The trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ rise first, and uh, we're talking a, a, a literal, immortal body that they will have. Their spirit and soul that is with God, united with a, an immortal body that will exist forever. And it says, then we too, which are, uh, believe and remain, will be caught up to be with the Lord in a, a split moment after the dead in Christ will rise first. And our race is finished. We don't have to say, well, will I make it anymore? No, I've made it at that point. And we will spend eternity with God. Everything will play out that he said in his word, the seven years with the Lord, then coming back at the Battle of Armageddon, our time here on this planet for a thousand years as he reigns. The enemy is, is, is Satan is, is chained and his demons are chained. They have no influence or nothing until the very end of those thousand years and they'll be released for a short period of time. There's a short battle overcome and then we have the white throne judgment and those whose names are not written in the book of life say, well, is my name going to be written in the book of life? Listen, if your faith is in Jesus Christ and what he did for you on the cross, your name is written in the book of life because you, that's where your faith, you believe in him, the author and finisher of your faith. You've finished the race. Your name is in that book. Your name gets written in that book, the book of life, the moment you give your life to Jesus and you hang on. You keep your faith where it needs to be. I say, thank you, Lord. There's so much. Paul writes to Timothy, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. 2 Timothy 4, verse 7. I have kept the faith. Interesting. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. In other words, listen, I've, I'm coming to the end of the race. There's not much time left for me. I know that I'm going soon. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. It is of faith. He says, finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but all who have loved his appearing, to look forward to the return of the Lord. You know what? You can't look forward to the return of the Lord if you're not right with him. He's saying, oh, don't, don't come back yet. Don't come back yet because I know I'm not ready. But we love his appearing because we're in right standing with God. Oh, Lord, come. I'm in right standing with you. My faith is in you, what you did for me because you loved me. What an awesome thing. Praise God. And um, it's... As we, as we close off today, I just want to go over again in conclusion. A few points. We can't make it on our own, by our own effort, by our own goodness, by our own righteousness. And listen, if you're watching online, if you think you're going to make it to heaven because you're a good person, you're not good enough. You are not good enough. I am not good enough. 
even as a pastor, I am not good enough. We can't make it in our own effort, our own righteousness. Jesus said, deny yourself. Deny faith in yourself, in your own good works, in your own righteousness. Deny it. Turn your eyes off of yourself or anything else or anyone else and turn your eyes to the Lord. Secondly, take up the cross daily. It is all about your faith being in Jesus Christ and him crucified. That is where your faith needs to be, not in the church, not in anything else, but who he is and what he did for us. And the third thing about following Jesus that denying of self is denying the flesh. You're saying, no, I'm not going to allow the flesh to dictate. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to do what he would have me do. He is Lord in my life. He has saved me. He is Lord. Your will be done in my life. Deny yourself. Take up the cross daily and follow him. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it in a, to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? Gain the whole world. The Lord is saying the value of your soul is way more than all the value of the thing, the material wealth of this world and all the position that, it, that you could acclaim or uh, aspire to. It's worth more than that, your soul so we lose our life. Rather than trying to save our life, we lose our life for his sake, and we save it. Praise the Lord. Tonight as we close, I want us to get into to groups to pray. And I want to pray for in three areas. I, wanna, I want that we would pray for our brothers and sisters in the Lord that our faith would remain strong, that would not falter. So first off, we would pray for, the, for our brothers and sisters that our faith in Jesus Christ would not falter. And just so in your, your groups, in three to four, five, whatever. Secondly, pray for those that are slipping or have fallen away. Those that started the race, but they're off track. They've fallen away. Pray for them that they would get back into the race and that, they're, that they would come back to faith in Jesus Christ. So first, for our brothers and sisters in the Lord, that their faith would not falter. Secondly, for those who their faith has faltered, that they would come back to the Lord. And lastly, that we would pray for those that have not yet started in the race. They haven't started yet. They haven't started the race. How can you finish a race if you haven't, you're not even in the race? And so that we would pray, Lord, let me be the one that would share the gospel with them. Let me not be afraid to share the gospel with them. You have no idea the impact that you may have. And I'm, I'm recognizing this. Today, twice, I recognize the impact that I've had just in the words as I shared, and it's not me so much as it is the words that I would share that could bring life to somebody. And so this individual that, that I, I spent for an hour and a half on the phone today, I spent another hour or so on the phone the other day, and then another almost an hour texting back and forth on Saturday night. And I recognize 
that because I, I've been honest with him all along the way, and I shared the gospel with him, and even as much as he would have said, well, that can't be real or that can't be true or there's got to be something more or whatever, I've just shared the gospel. I've shared the word of God with him. And there's a, a realization years later what I'm saying or what I said because it is the word of God is impacting his life. Just before the service started, this individual that was out front of the church had come to this area because they were having a, a gathering at uh, Lions on every Wednesday night while the weather's good. There's, there was like, I don't know, a, at least 100 cars there. And so he had come to look at the cars, but he says, no, 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 I wanted to see. I knew Dave was here. I wanted to see Dave. I haven't seen the guy in eight years. And I, in fact, I, I, with the sunglasses, I couldn't even recognize him. Couldn't recognize him. His daughter and his kids had gone to youth here years ago. Ten years ago, I baptized most of them. His, his daughter passed away at 17 or 18 years of age. To just, sh hey, just quickly, as in the, the, the half an hour or so that we were together, just waiting for the opportunity just to share something with this man. And as soon as the opportunity came, I knew, oh, the door is open here. And just to walk through and to share with him, I share with him Matthew 6.33 or 7.33, 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added onto you. I shared quickly what it was to be to seek first the kingdom of God. I said, how do you get into the kingdom of God? Repent and believe in the gospel. Kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. I said, and his righteousness? Whose righteousness? Jesus' righteousness. And all the other things will be added on to you. Anyways, the Lord allowed for, hey, for them to come into the church, for me to give the card and not just my phone number, but also and at times of the services. Said, hey, before you leave this this area, come to church. Listen, you don't know the impact that you will have on somebody by the words that you say to them, by who you are to them. So we're going to take some time. So three things. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Their faith will not falter. Number two, for those that have slipped away, are, are falling, are, are slipping or falling away, pray that they that the Lord would protect them and keep them bring them back, and thirdly, for those that haven't started the race yet. Hey, Lighthouse family. Thanks so much for tuning in to another one of our podcast sermons. I'm Pastor Joel Sloss. For more podcasts, media, and live stream services at lighthouseniagara.com, Sundays at 10 o'clock. God bless.